All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Anti-Politics Podcast. My name is Rob Reynoso, and with me today is Rachel Nelson. Alan's out today on a vacation day, having a blast. So to him, I hope he has a great day. Rachel, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, got a lot of work stuff done this morning because I'm going away for the weekend, and uh, I got to play around with Susie last week. We made Bootleg be a third wheel, and we had a fun little girls' night episode so i'm it's been fun we've been playing around with that the last few days oh yeah that's awesome it's always good to visit friends and hopefully we can have them back here sometime soon because they're pretty fucking awesome people i'd um, love to i told her that one of these times i'll have to kick you two off and then her and i'll have an anti-politics girls night and then we all have to get together again but of course cool. we have to do it all it's fun they're a yeah. blast to hang out with yeah yeah for sure i almost uh, couldn't hold it together during the intro there i keep uh <laughs> my train of thought keeps being distracted by the fact that yet again the fucking uh foreign media is just making fun of our president uh that's yes. what those videos are from that's from uh some italian television show uh and they're mocking biden uh as the rest of the world is doing all the time anyways um it's just kind of strange to see something like that on television now that i'm older you know when i was younger i saw the skits and stuff like that on comedy central and whatnot but uh i didn't realize how <laughs> that the whole world was actually just making fun of each other like that. I mean, it's pretty sad shit when they're, when they're just blatantly doing it, you know? Well, and today I saw somebody posting kind of, I was on Facebook and it was talking about how we need to respect him and all this stuff. Cause he's our president. And it's like, I had to take a minute and think about it. And it's like, wait a second, hold on. The part yeah. that I kind of pointed out was it doesn't matter. Honestly, the age is a number to a degree, but the fact is, is he cannot have, any sort of intelligible conversation without note cards. He needs a handler to handle stairs. He can't navigate a flight of stairs without someone helping him. This is not the person we want going to other countries and representing us. And that's the part you need to think about. We are sending him as our representative to places like Italy and saying, this is who we chose. So think about that. It was that's that it was just I couldn't believe that it was still so blatantly up there on Facebook. People talking about how great he is. It's I, I don't know. Would you want him to go and talk for you at some sort of magical business conference? Look, I just don't like um, I, I it's OK. It's called zealotry when you just blindly follow a, uh, a system, almost like it's some sort of like dogmatic system of ideology and uh, a zealot's never going to be converted right no uh, from from their system to another system they're just blindly following like sheep that's what uh people refer to as sheeple um that's that's what an actual sheeple is a zealot um and uh it's never going to change so you know why bother um i i i think that people are just attracted to the the, the sense that everything's going to be okay and uh unfortunately our current world leader <laughs> has gotten very good at convincing people that it's going to be okay uh, as well as his administration has played a really big part in that bullshit too because uh well they're, he's just their puppet you know uh, how, how couldn't he be he's just like a fucking meat sack just floating around uh without any cognition uh he's, he's not there <laughs> no he's not and there. 
That's what I mean. I mean, he he can't handle any of this without somebody giving him some sort of guidance. So how is he in charge? How is he handling it and being the leader that we pick to represent us if you have a whole bunch of people that have to write everything that he does and says and how he behaves? The only time he is himself, it's complete crazy nonsense. It's just, it's not... Honestly, to degree, it's not fair to him either. He looks like an idiot and he needs mm-hmm. his time to just sit at home and do what he needs to do for himself. He is it, he's past being able to work in any field. It's time to go and retire and sit quietly on a bench. Like it's yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm just I'm just fucking rambling here, right? I'm just fucking rambling, just bullshitting out my ass, but it's really hard to not notice it. And um I think something has to be done in the future. I think uh, more and more Democrats are openly starting to admit to it, uh, which is a good thing. Um, We have to collectively come to an agreement that we should put something in place to stop this from happening in the future. I mean, it's just fucking (laughs) basic common sense. If somebody's like acting like that, where they're having, they're experiencing a cognitive decline and they're displaying symptoms of that, like bad symptoms, you know, like, Mitch McConnell freezing <laughs> type <laughs> symptom and uh, you know staring into the void. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be addressed uh, immediately because these people hold a lot of power in the world. It's it's not a joke. It's not it's no, not, like, not going to all be okay because no save the day. It's not. They they Lots aren't capable. Balance. They aren't capable of doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. They just aren't. And I don't know if you want to put an age limit on it. Like you were saying, there has to be some sort of rule. Age may not be it because there's people that are in their late 70s, early 80s who are with it, who could take care of it, who have the life experience, the knowledge. But there's got to be something, something. Yeah, um, I think, uh, you know, quite simply put, if uh, you're experiencing cognitive decline, you shouldn't be in a position of power. (laughs) You shouldn't be president of a country. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, just period. You know, no matter who you are. You know, I, I don't. If if my fucking political superhero, who I will never fucking name ever on air, you won't ever catch me fucking doing that shit. If they ever fucking become president, and they experience that kind of decline, I will want them out. And that's uh, that's just you know you got to own up to it, right? You can't just fake it. And like I said, it's it's unfair to him, too, as a person. Like, take away all the way you feel about him and everything. If you were seeing your loved one in that position as a good person, you should say something. You should do something. But he's surrounded by power-hungry, money-grabbing, pocket-lined issues all around. So, of course, they're not. But if I saw someone I cared about having those sorts of issues and people continuing to push him to work and to travel and to do these things, it's unfair to them as well. It's not fair to the human being. That is Joe Biden as well, which I don't want to sound all caring and loving for a criminal and a immoral person. But the fact is, is there's that in there, too. No one has decided in his family that maybe he should not be being pushed this hard. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's uh, it's elder abuse, right? Um, you know, growing up, I in within the family there was an elder abuse case and it was taken care of and things were made right but that's that's what this is to uh to some extent it's elder abuse taking advantage of the the person that he is and the status that he has and just dragging it on and on and on it's like uh it's gonna be like beating a dead horse 
Yeah. And, and like I said, we can spend all day talking about how horrible he is. There is a human aspect there and he is suffering to a degree with all that's going on. There's no question. And every president that has sat in there by the end of their term, whether it be four or eight years or whatever, they always look like they aged like 20. So <laughs> it's already a problem job for aging and it's time. It's time, way past time for him to step aside. Yeah. Um, yeah, this election cycle is going to be pretty fucking interesting. I will say that. Interesting is a good safe word to describe it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, what else we got on the agenda today? Well, um... well, let's see here. We got um, polycentric law. Uh, I think that's a great... Yeah, we should probably start out with that because... Uh, I see a lot on the internet um, about unity, bringing everybody together. Uh, that's there's a perfect fucking application for that. Just like there's a perfect application for harmony, right? They're very similar words, very similar uh, ideas, but unity cannot last. It cannot persist, right? You, you, once you accomplish something, such as like let's say the revolution is great and peaceful. And people like wake up and realize what has to be done, and uh, a system of polycentric laws put into place. You know, as as everybody theorizes about, um, people will subscribe to whatever private law firm or this or that that they need to in order to fulfill their needs for their lives. So they'll they'll move to the areas that they need to go to with uh, laws that they agree with. Um, I, I, I kind of think deep down, this is just me. I, I think like not a lot will really change. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I think some people will move for sure. Uh, people are already moving. So like just imagine if it becomes easier for people to move without the, the hassle of uh, taxation weighing down on your on your capital, right? But anyways, um, so once 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 we if accomplish that, in theory, we should have harmony not unity right because if, if we force ourselves to to continue on with unity it's gonna drive us fucking crazy it's uh yeah we have to get along of course but we're gonna get along in our own bubbles that we that we made right like uh the people from uh uh the people that put avocado on their toast will move to one town and the people that put butter on their toast will move to another town and uh, they'll talk to each other but they won't they won't exchange those goods, right? Or like they won't, you know, there's something that they won't do. And it'll be fine. So I I think that it's already happening to some degree, like you said. It's hmm. it's it's not necessarily to that extent, but for example, people are moving to different areas that's more aligned with what they want for their families or for their political values. That is happening more right now. I know in during the COVID mess, it was one of the largest resettling moving times in American history for a long time. Like it was one of the big, big moves that'll be down in history because there were so many people that were like, no, I'm going to go to Florida, Texas. I'm going to move to Washington. I like the way they're handling whatever in these areas. I, for one, moved as well, 1500 miles to change what I wanted to do for my family and my kids. The ideal would be that it all unifies down into groups that you can have that are smaller. Like you were saying, the avocado versus butter toast people is a good example to start. It's small, simple example, of course, but 
if someone's going to have to make the bread. So then you have somebody who's going to overlap in between that works with both of them. And that's how commerce communication and that unity might come into place. But you're right. You have to have something to unify towards. So unity can't be the end game. It has to be peace and harmony because there's no way everyone's going to unify on everything all the time. But you can right. create a community that does work together for certain major purposes. Yeah, I think um, I think if we're talking about hills to die on here, I'd I'd rather die on the Harmony Hill. Uh, personally, it just sounds more peaceful. And uh, like uh, I, when I when I think of unity, like I think of everybody coming together, right? Like mass and mass, just fucking mass unison. I think of Harmony. I think of like you know silence, probably nature sounds. I don't know, just the quiet and enjoying. What, what I have enjoying my property or whatever it is that I'm making or doing. Um, so yeah. It, and additionally, in order to accomplish that system of polycentric law, you have to have a decentralization, which means you would have to abolish the central government. Um, not as, not as fucking fright, frightening as it seems. Uh, one, one of the Every massive, panics. Well, one of the, the major things that would happen is you would notice that, um, that that large chunk of tax that is coming out of your paycheck every week, every couple of weeks or whatever, it's, it's going to be very small. It's going to shrink down for itty bitty or maybe altogether go away. I mean, in, in the ideal society, right? But that's never going to happen. Um, so like, like what Javier Malay is doing in, in Argentina, right? Um, so to some varying degree, right? Um, that would be nice, right? If, if we could actually accomplish that, I don't think that's anything close in the future, but um, I'm optimistic that we are heading in the right direction, especially as I'm seeing uh, politicians that are campaigning and probably going to campaign four years later for the president of the United States. I, I don't necessarily think we're going to pull that here in the next term for sure. Maybe not in the next eight years, but I think right now with what's happening with the people who are starting to see with the cross, like you were saying, politicians who are running with different ideals, whether they be red or blue, they're showing signs of waking up to some of those other issues in the country. We have other countries who are electing presidents who are doing exactly what we would hope they would do to, you know, most of the time we can never say they're hundred percent, but we have people that are doing that. I think we're laying the foundation for the possibilities of our next generation or our grandchildren's generation to be able to do it. I'm not sure we will see it, but I think we are moving towards there with actual progress occurring. Yeah. And uh, you know, speaking of family, uh, before we get carried away here, I just want to make sure that everybody gets to use our promo code. If they fucking are into that stuff, it's pretty cool. Actually. Um, if you go to myarchit.com and use our code DYFWH2O, you'll get a free month of their photo album services. And it's something that you can pass on to your next of kin and keep it in the family forever digitally. Um, it's a pretty good tool to have. Uh, memories are pretty precious and it's something that you want to keep going forever, right? So go ahead and check it out, myarchit.com. And also, um, fuck the NRA. And are you drinking your fucking water? I uh, just want to make sure everybody out there is staying hydrated. If the color of your piss is fucking any shade darker than a light fucking yellow, like fucking lemon zest yellow, dude. Like fucking. 
don't let it get don't, or darker. Don't let it get darker than that. Darker your piss is, the more dehydrated you are. Is that a good thing? Um, you want to piss clean. You want to piss often. Uh, <laughs> you want to keep your filters nice and clean. There should not be a horrible smell. There should no. be no smell. Should be clear. Every time we talk about no. this, though, I have to search for my water, and now I see you doing it too because we say it. And it's like this little bell that goes off. I'm like, you know what? Yes, I, I could have water, which funny enough, while we're on the subject, I we had to change out our water cooler situation. So we had one, it did the hot and the cold, and it started like popping and sounding like really loud. So I don't know what happened, but it died. So we replaced it with this one that has a five gallon in it and we bought it on Saturday. It is Monday and we've had to replace it already. So we're going through five gallons in about 48 hours in the house. Holy fuck. Which, there's four of us, but I feel like that's pretty solid. It's also sucks because now I have to go get more, you know, I have to refill them all, but it's all good. We're going to go get one of proud. those. Uh, we're we're going to get one of those dispensers. We're going to have it delivered to the house so we can get spring water to the door. And because I use a container, I, I feel like I could just get like a gallon container and just like put, put it in the fucking car or something like a insulated container. I think it's just more convenient. Yeah, we like you said we had water cooler and we take the big jugs and we for when we were in Washington we did delivery but it was not cheap and then we switched to just filling them like we go to the grocery store we'd fill them at those big thingies and then add them to the filter in our cooler so we'd get double filtered all that kind of stuff. When we moved here we didn't bring it and it's they don't have the filling the same everywhere so we got a self filtering one that had like a chamber and then it drip filtered into the bottom and then it went through the cooler but it just died. It started popping like loud enough. I could hear it in the basement from upstairs. And I was like, I don't think something that's electrical and liquid should make that noise. I'm not sure that's the safe thing. So it's gone now. <coughs> A lot of times the seals leak in those kinds of things. So you got to kind of like get in there and clean it out every so often and not clean it out with the wrong things because the wrong chemicals will just like eat away at the plastic or the rubber seals that are in there. But fucking anyways, um, I wanted to talk about how Javier Malay met Donald Trump and everybody's like buzzing about it. Um, I don't know, man. I just I wouldn't look too deep into it, to be honest with you. Um, people say that, oh, he's, you know, he's he's meeting with a fascist, blah, 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 blah. Or like, I don't know. It's just don't look too deep into that fucking bullshit. It's uh someone who was a world leader meeting with a world leader i mean look at it like that it's it's great because they have some of their i think some of their ideals overlap so if you want to look at it like that you know um i choose to look at it more of like a positive manner like uh donald trump meeting somebody who he could learn something from right or you know or viewing it as maybe donald trump expanding his horizons right and if anybody is going to do it in uh, in that capacity, it's going to be Trump, right? He, I don't, I don't, I don't see any um, Democratic running people doing anything like that, opening their shit up. Um, you know, comparable for for like a Republican, like a big Republican, big government Republican. Uh, I know people like to say Trump isn't, but he is, and has yet to prove to me that he isn't. Um, to be meeting somebody like that who is such small government minded it's 
I think it's optimistic, right? Yeah, I would agree. I, I watched all the little pieces they had of it, somebody recording with a cell phone, things like that. And it didn't seem to me like there was anything that needs to be like shocking or scary or passed around. Honestly, part of it is the game. If you go and meet somebody in a business setting, take politics out of it. You go meet somebody in a business setting from another company. What are you going to do? Walk up and attack them? Like, what have you accomplished here? You're not going to walk up and be mean. So part of it was, like you said, a world leader meeting a previous world leader who's trying to maybe, you know, get back into that spot. They met. They were kind and cordial to each other. I thought it was funny that they played, you know, they... They kind of took pictures and played off each other in that sort of humorous way, which I don't think is a bad thing either. I don't think they're in cahoots or any sort of horrible under table thing. And you know what? He thanked Trump for being supportive and right. that he can always, like you said, learn from that. So there's a good relationship, a working relationship that started there. We all know that a lot of times the people you work around help influence the changes that you make. You're with them all the time. So what? They have some things that overlap and maybe Donald Trump will pick some of that stuff up. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be the same it's been. But this small encounter that was, what, 10 minutes or less? I don't think we have enough there to jump to any sort of crazy conclusions. It was just a simple business type meeting where they ran into each other. They hadn't met before. They had a little, you know, give and take, a little humor, and that was it. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, like I said, I, I, feel, I feel pretty optimistic about shit like that when I when I see shit like that because it it kind of makes me feel like uh, like I'm hopeful. You know what I mean? Like uh, like somebody who has the potential to open up to a more libertarian, freedom based approach is meeting somebody who could teach them about that. So yeah, and I would agree. Bullshit. He's definitely. A government guy like it was like oh he's not a politician he's proven that he is like he is to a degree he has but he is not ingrained in it like so many of the other people it has not been his entire life mm-hmm. maybe there's enough of a crack there that something could change he has not been sitting in some form of government since he was in his early 30s or 20s even he hasn't so maybe he sees it working maybe he's seeing that argentina is getting better and things are working and so he's like hmm I'm willing to at least look, which shouldn't be seen as a negative. And I'm not saying let's go vote for Trump and it's all fixed and all better. No way, Jose. But I don't think it's a bad thing that he is looking and talking to him. I mean, yeah, they have they have a fucking positive balance right now. The government has a positive balance for the first time. I think it's like a little bit over a decade. So, you know, and the reason behind that are all the radical policy changes that Malay introduced um, namely, cutting the budget of every single useless government agency that there were. God damn it! <laughs> Amen. And, uh, Thank God. You know it. I, I, I. You know it. I know it. We all know it. There's a lot of this shit that we're fucking paying for that's fucking useless. And uh, the reason that's like I was talking about earlier, such a big chunk comes out of it, um, out of our paychecks. Um, it's because the federal government receives it's about 50% of their income sourced from our taxes. So that's from our federal personal income taxes, which by the way, we're, we're in tax season right now. So I hope you're, uh, you're figuring out what the government won't just fucking tell you. 
because your system does not allow it to do that. Um, Such a ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I finished all yeah. mine up and filed, and I spend a lot of time looking for every little bit you can, like the school credits you can get for your districts. If you have state stuff, check that people, check it. Like you, look. they don't tell you, check it. Yeah. Just look, it takes a couple minutes. There's things you might be able to get. I spent all that time, put it all through. Doesn't matter. I still feel like I was raw dogged, but it's done. I finished it. I just, it's behind me. I can move on for now. The burn is lessening as we go, but it's just a fucking racket. And the fact is, is you're sitting there and you're basically pleading, finding every single loophole you can to get your money back. You're sitting there spending 10 minutes seeing if there's any possibility you'll get even a few dollars back because you sent your kids to school or you live in a district that has a public school and you don't send your kids. Every little cent you're looking for is your money that you're begging to get back. Like, that's the facts of what tax season is. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. Um there's a couple of things that you can do to get out of letting the government borrow your money. And that's by paying your taxes ahead of time, paying them quarterly, quarterly, um, just keeping up with them. Of course, that would require you to do math. So <laughs> yuck. Yuck. You fucking math, math is the worst. I hate math. But you have a you have a calculator on that phone, so and um, you know, I know like like an anarchist go and all but like i'm fucking paying them dude because i want my fucking peace of mind like i want to fucking continue living i don't want them to use violence against me if i fucking stop doing that shit dude i'm like putting my family in danger um my friends whoever like you know if i if i leave a trail that they have to follow they're gonna fucking do whatever they fucking can to get their money so and we've seen it right so yeah, I, I try to entrap you. It's crazy. I wish I wish it could be that easy to just put one of those because there's been a lot of stuff going around right now. Tax season that says if you just put this on your stuff, you can be exempt. There's different ways. They don't have rules. Here's these rule. But I get it. I get that there's possible chinks in the armor. But the fact of the matter is, is I have children and I cannot risk their safety and the roof over their head because whether I like it or not, whether it's fair or not, whether it's bullshit and my money or not, whether it's funding things that I cannot support on a moral level, I have no choice but to follow through and try to get as much as I can back or like you said, preemptively try to be ahead of it because I'm not going to risk the fact that my that I have two boys under this roof because of that and it's bullshit and we are held at basically gunpoint in a lot of ways to pay them this money but the, what are you supposed to do at this point they've they've got it to this we can only change what they're taxing we can't just stop paying unfortunately we just can't right right that's fucking bullshit so you know the best you can do is just like we fucking say just form a good community uh, the larger community that you have, you build a, a network. It's nice, decentralized, and it's it's easier than you think. And it's not it's not as uh, oh, what's what's the fucking word? Um, it's not as like it's not a, you're not making a secret society. You're not fucking like not doing shadow work. You're not doing cult shit. Like this is like actually more num normal than you think. Um, because. It would be comprised of regular fucking people. 
And it's as easy as just knowing people. Really, you already have these networks. Um, this movement starts from inside of those networks, easily inside of you. So like I, like I said before, you talk to one person, you change their mind uh, in a positive way. You will definitely double the liberty movement in the next couple of days. You already have in many ways. Maybe that person goes and talks to another person. They've doubled the movement. So those are well, wise words from somebody. Your, com your community is the people that are around you, obviously, but who best knows what they need? The people who are around you. You right, know exactly, what areas right. of town need this. You know what areas of the, for instance, we have a bunch of fires burning right now. All the farmers are getting their pivots ready to protect each other's land and to protect the towns. These are the types of things. Yeah. Nobody out here is waiting on some sort of bill or emergency to come. Everybody's lining up. Mm -hmm. They're being careful. They're getting ready. And that is a community. We don't need all these extra things, all of our money going towards this stuff. When we, as a, we know what we need, we can band together and we can do it. We just need to make sure we build the relationships. So when shit hits the fan, like acres and acres are on fire right now, we're not running around going, what do we do? How do we handle this? It's your community. Is it, you know what they need. Mm. You can't expect somebody in DC to know what you need. You can't expect somebody in a, capital six hours away from you in your state to know exactly what you need in your city. You just can't. No, that's sort of why I got, you know, I, I, I'm under, I understand it. Like when East Palestine happened in Ohio, how the president didn't go out there and everybody got mad. Um, and it turned all political very quickly, but you know, at, at the core of that issue, everybody's missing the point that, you know, just focus on taking care of the issue at hand and worry about that asshole later. You know what I mean? No matter what you think of them, like, just deal with it later because they're not coming to save you, first of all. And second of all, like, the, the closest aid that you have are the people around you. So uh, I think we did pretty good. Uh, we banded together over here as, as thick as we could. But, you know, in Hawaii as well. And stuff like this happens around the world. And, uh, it really comes down to the heart of the individual living within the community. And usually it's pretty good, right? We've, we've seen some pretty amazing shit happen. Like, uh, like down south when the hurricane happened, happens, what's it called? The, the, Cajun, um, the Cajun Navy, right? The Cajun Navy comes out and helps. And it's, it's a convoy, like hundreds of, of vehicles carrying equipment, food, all kinds of aid and it's what it is, is a mutual aid effort, you know, and it's, it's branded as many different things, no matter where you live, uh, depending on where you live, but it's the same fucking thing. It's a mutual aid effort, right? That's pretty fucking cool shit right there. It feels good to be a part of something like that. And it shows that we can do it. Like these right. moments, it, it shows that we can rise up. And unfortunately we have to have major emergencies, weather issues, you know, collapses, things like that to, sh to prove that we can do it. But the fact mm -hmm. is, is if we start laying the foundation now, smaller problems that pop up earlier, things that need to be maintained will be things that will be so simple compared to something like a hurricane, like fires, like whatever may happen. If you already mm -hmm. have the ability to work on the smaller things, when the emergency happens, it's only going to be smoother. 
it it really starts from the bottom up and that will change the whole country bottom up it really will and we can uh, if everybody asks the the really really loaded question behind that is how would we fund something like that um and uh they're they're right when they ask that question it is very loaded because we have a debt problem in the united states of america right but we have there's there's one thing that we can uh identify there we have a, a government debt problem um and an individual private citizen debt problem so we can separate those two and take care of one at a time and i think it's most important that we take care of the individual first so that we can get that power that leverage first of all but second of all so that way we can have more money to put into things like what we're talking about right here that's where the money comes from like um like ownership of the the, the public services the local public services that fix the roads for example or that maintain the lake or the, the public park or that everybody pays for the community garden and people do that already you know so it's it's not that foreign of a concept well, and you can form groups too. Like cleaning up a lake doesn't necessarily mean that everybody needs to pay some sort of government entity to do it. You say, hey guys, the lake is looking a little crappy. Summer's coming up. We're all going to want to use it. You go out, you barbecue some food with your neighbors and you clean up the lake for the day. Like it doesn't yeah. have to come down to what can we pay into this pot to have somebody else get hired to do it. Take care of your community because you love your community. Work together because oh, yeah. you all are going to use the lake. Like and that's something I think people are always concerned about. Well, what are we going to fund? Who's going to come and do it? Why does somebody have to come and do it? Why can't you just go clean it up real quick? And I'm not saying that everybody has the time or the capabilities, but I'm telling you, there's probably enough people in the community to go pick up some trash at the lake before the summer hits. Like there really yeah. should be. <laughs> It doesn't have to be like a big project or nothing. No. Right. You just you could just do it like when you're there. Like if you see something, then you do something. There's there's um, I, I get a kick out of, out of the saying if if you see something, say something. Like uh, like the snitch system. You know what I mean? That has created some fucking terrible waves of society. I tell you what, the snitch the snitch the can't even say it, the snitch system. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I, I think there should be a do system, an action, a take action system, a system where like you see, like you're saying, like you see some litter, you just fucking pick it up. Or like uh, you see somebody struggling with something, you help them, you know, X, Y, Z. Like those guys, um, I fucking should have grabbed a video of it, but everybody knows what I'm talking about anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, like those guys that, go around taking care of their local community by cutting the grass and just taking care of yards that have overgrown. And it usually turns out to be somebody who is like, you know, really down on their luck or disabled or super elderly and just can't do it um, for some reason. And it turns out to be like something that helps them in a major way, but also benefits the area around them. So even if you're just helping one person as they, as those people have proven, you're probably going to wind up helping lots more people in the process. Yeah, it's it really is a community based thing and working together to better your community is only going to, like it just takes more stress out of other things that have to be paid for that have to be thought of how to pay for like Alan's whole see a, see a whole fill a hole. That's a small example of what you can do as a community to solve problems like that. It really yeah. is. So yeah. that 
question of how are we going to fund things? Well, hopefully we wouldn't have to worry as much about paying for all of these services because we would just take care of it ourselves. When you go out and camp, if you see some trash, throw it with your trash when you take it. You go out shooting in an area and somebody left a bunch of shells, which you should pick up your shells, everyone. They leave a bunch, throw them in with the ones you're taking. Yes, it sucks to have to clean up after somebody else. Would you rather pay to a unknown bank account to go to no who knows what and still it's find free. those shells on the ground and still find that trash in the park? That's not trash, it's free. Yeah. It's that's but that's that's free shells. I mean, like yeah, especially I, like if it's in for your for the weapon that you have or any of them really, then oh shit. we sep we separate shotgun shells. We separate out, especially those, but we separate out the different shells when we go and yeah. you can always bring them home. We have bags just in case. And yeah, if you find the ones on the ground that fit, that's a come up right there. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing and, uh, how people just fire and leave it on the ground. Yeah. I like to collect mine. Uh, I'm not much of a reloader myself, um, but I do know a few people who reload and since the topic did come up, you know, this is not expert advice, blah, blah, blah. Don't sue me. <laughs> no, uh, we don't know. If you're, no. you're going to, if you're going to reload any kind of jacket with any, anything, any type of round, then you should probably inspect it before you go through with it. Um, because you can't always just, you know, slam it down and load it and send her, bud. I mean, you can, but <laughs> you can we're but any, to, we're not supposed to advocate for that around here and say any Good consequences old. that come on you for that decision is not on us we have no we have disclaimed that that's we don't know for sure check your rounds be safe we are free and clear we are free yeah and clear officially. didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> no we don't usually reload much we have a few because we've talked about it and then we just it's one of those things that we want to learn. So we have, a, especially shotgun shells. We have a lot of those because I've heard that's a fairly easy one to start. So we're playing around with that, but I don't know. It's a lot. We have black powder, which is a lot. So reloading shells is, I just don't, I don't know. It's not on the radar right now, but I also, like you said, you can't, they're not just trash. So here they are. Yeah. 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 Speaking of training, have you been boxing? Is that what you're yes. doing now? You're yes, boxing or you're kickboxing? I'm kickboxing. Um, my son, my young, my oldest is trying to get me to go to boxing with him. He's like, you'll love it. But I heard there's like a shit ton of running and I, I don't know. I, it's a lot of cardio. I don't know yeah. about running, but uh, a lot kick, of cardio. And kickboxing is too. I mean, I go and it's, it's a lot. I, by the end I'm sweating. I'm, you know, it's an hour of constant movements a lot, but I like the fact that you're learning all of the moves with it. Like I feel mm -hmm more confident in taking care of myself. I would highly recommend everyone to take self-defense class, some sort of martial art sometime, put your kids in it. It's, it's more than just a sport. It's a discipline. It's a, it's protection. It's confidence. It's a lot. It's been a lot of, a lot of fun. I had done a lot of lifting and I played soccer and did dance as a kid. So I've done a lot of different activities, but I'm enjoying the mental game that comes with fighting too. Cause there's a whole nother level of how to think and process things that come with that movement. So I love it. I would recommend it quite a bit. Yeah. I've done martial arts in the past, a few different kinds and um, never any ground fighting. I, I want to do a little bit of boxing. I've never done any boxing of any kind. 
So it'd be interesting to to do that. There's a little boxing gym uh, near where I go to work out, and uh, there's a little BJJ gym there. It looks like it's for beginners, probably. So I don't know. Um, looks pretty good. I did. I mean, I did like C-Lot, but that's not really like you know. It doesn't really come close to what BJJ is. <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think it comes close at all. I, yeah, my boys are in jujitsu right now. Um, so they're learning all the ground game with that. And a lot of people say it was a waste of their time, but it's like, I don't think so. But I, I also don't know how much overlap it is, but they're like, get a lot of crap for that, for being ground game. But that's where a lot of it comes down to. If you get down on the ground yeah. and you don't know anything but to punch, you're in trouble, period. You're in trouble. So mm -hmm. I think that's, it's important to do those things. And our gym is really cool because it has a lot of MMA trained fighters. So they have different classes and they overlap a little bit so they can all work together. So you get extra assistance from different coaches if they're walking through. So everybody is together and it's, it's fun. Yeah. MMA, some kind of like, there's different varieties of MMA out there that are all probably very useful to be honest with you. Um, as somebody who's gone through that gauntlet a little bit, I, I suppose I should always suggest that you take a good look at who you're listening to before you listen to them. Do some so, background. Know that yeah, they have it's very some, important. Yeah, know they know what they're doing because any sort of exercising, lifting, martial art, it doesn't matter. Pick any sport, exercise of some kind. You can make mistakes that could hurt you forever. Like, especially when you start getting into heavier weights when you're lifting or changing in positions, hitting something, you can damage yourself if you are not doing your research or talk, listening to somebody that has an idea. Cause there's a lot of people out there. I mean, for example, when I started kickboxing, I walked in, I was like <laughs> throwing a punch, whatever. I clearly did not know how to throw a punch correctly because first class he's like, okay, let's go over this. And I highly appreciate it. And I feel better now knowing, but I didn't, I had been punching wrong my entire life. So it's like being able to talk to somebody that knows can help you with your whatever art you're working on, whether it be exercise or something else, it's important to find someone you trust that is knowledgeable about what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, time is it? What do we got it's, here? We've got a little bit of time here. Um, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I want to talk about how – well, that's actually another thing that Javier Millet did. You know, I don't – I'm not a – I'm a nonpartisan, right? So I I dabbled in, in ANCAP for a little bit, ANCAP, ANCAPistan for a little bit. But, I mean, that was like my introduction to what anarchy is. And then I decided that I'm just not going to join anything and just kind of – float about but um one thing that javier malay did to i don't know i guess rescue or doctor his economy back to health was diversify the currency and introduce competition between different types of currency um he dollarized his economy we talked about it i think an episode or two ago and um they had some pretty profound effects. There's uh it wasn't uh, a smooth change. There's a lot of news that goes either way coming out of Argentina. I've seen news of people 
being hungry, supposedly. I've also seen news of people being extremely thankful for the uh, the positive change. I think we still need a little bit more time to see what really is happening there and what kinds of effects that it will have on the Argentinian economy and on their bubble. Whoever they touch, it'll have a ripple effect. Um, maybe not large, but large enough to see. Any major change is going to have some, I don't want to say chaos because we're going to get ripped apart for that, but there's going to be a little bit of bumps in the road. And this is a major change. He has changed the structure Mm -hmm. of the country in many ways. So there's going to be some ups and downs with that. Any major change. I mean, in a smaller scale, we change between red, blue, red, blue here, which is just ridiculous. Or we do a couple, you know, eight years red, eight years blue, whatever the case may be, any bill they put into place, anything has a ripple effect. And right away, we don't necessarily know. And that's a small change. He has completely restructured so much of it, in my opinion, for the better. And I think it will lay out and do a lot of good for the country. And hopefully the people who see it and wish to try to emulate what is happening, it should help. But I'm sorry to say there is going to be people that are going to have to readjust there's going to be some readjustment period and that may mean some hard realities for some it just yeah. may yeah that's what happens um it's not easy it's not easy to do any of this by any means um it's interesting to, i just think it's super interesting to see the fucking theory put to the test you know what i mean <laughs> yes i'm excited to see how it plays out because we haven't had a large application of this sort of thing in ever, like I would say ever. So yeah, so we're going to get to see it. And so far I'm pretty impressed with what he's doing. I really am. And I like his attitude as a person too. Like he seems to be a little unshakable when it comes to certain things, which is good. And he knows where he's going and he knows it may not be the most popular ideal across the world, but he's pushing for it. And I'm hopeful that other countries, especially those that are struggling under worse regimes than ours, will see this and try to change these. And I hope people here will see that it works when they say, oh, that will never work. Yeah. We can say bullshit. Look, yeah, bullshit. it worked. It worked. worked. Yeah. Or it is working. Hopefully, you know, whatever the case may be, we will have an example now of it going into play and how it'll play out we don't necessarily know a hundred percent but so far i think it's a good example of what can happen yeah true that so uh yeah i think uh we're gonna start dialing it back here um once again i would just like to say about the nra (laughs) it's um, always a solid pick if you're going to support anybody you should support the gun owners of America and the firearm policy coalition, people who actually stand up for your civil rights and uh, recognize that all gun laws, uh, all gun control laws are infringements. So with that being said, I, uh, I recommend that you drink your fucking water. I recommend that you train in some form every day, whether that's uh, walking, running, lifting weights, you know, boxing, whatever it is, do it. Some, do some form of activity. Um, do 20 push-ups here and there. Uh, you can do 20 push-ups, then 
try to do 100 push-ups. You could do 100 push-ups, try to do like 200 push-ups, then go on from there. Throughout the day, you'll be surprised. And uh, if you're going to be doing push-ups like that, make sure you do some pull-ups. If you're doing some pull-ups, you might as well. Well, now, <laughs> now you're building a whole thing. <laughs> Start small, and now you want to add this and add this. That's exactly how yeah, it you happens, wanna, though. You want to, yeah, exactly. But it's not a bad thing. It's not a no. bad thing. I, say start I super small. I mean, as stupid as it is, when you first start getting into it, I mean, dumb little thing. Every commercial break, get up, do jumping jacks, do some push-ups. I mean, seriously, if you're streaming a show between episodes, go and walk up and down your stage. Don't just sit. Do something. And those are small. Well, you should do. Yeah, I do that a lot. If I've been sitting at the computer working on something for work and I'm just like, my body starts to hurt or my leg, I get up and I run up and down my stairs for a few minutes, do some of that because that is a good quick workout and burn. I have them right beside my desk. So I go up and down the stairs a few times a day, quite a few times. So it doesn't have yeah. to be going to a gym for 45 minutes. Go run no. your stairs. No, yeah, the gym helps. I mean, uh, and if you have like a planet fitness next door and the memberships, like, well, I think it's like, ten dollars a little bit over ten dollars get it that's fucking you know the equipment that's in there just because it's planet fitness doesn't mean that you don't fucking go there um planet fitness has some of the best fucking cardio equipment they have a lot of cardio equipment they have really nice machines to use there most of them have some pretty fucking heavy dumbbells dumbbells that i can't even fucking lift right now so i mean there's that and i don't know for some fucking reason um, some of the cable machines feel heavier at Planet <laughs> Fitness than they do at my fucking private gym. Like it's not well, really a private gym; it's a specialized gym. <laughs> and when we talk about going to the gym, you don't have to go and lift or learn martial arts. Like you said, there's great cardio machines. Go down to the Planet Fitness. Go to the YMCA. Go swim laps. Go do something. It doesn't have to be getting ganked and big and heavy you can just go and make sure that your heart is getting that workout make sure you're getting some time to not think about all the crap in life going and exercising isn't just physical there is a mental clarity and peace that comes with going and working off some of the day it really does i i promise don't give up after a week when you're in pain keep pushing because yeah. the pain will stop yeah these and, and there's a lot of people out there you know just because somebody looks good in the gym and comes up to you and tells you something doesn't mean that you have to fucking listen to them or that you should listen to them. You should think about what they said. You should check multiple sources. Um, I was of the mindset that everything that I see online is just bad and I ignored everything. But like that way, I didn't learn much. So like, you know, a couple people who are in pretty good standing with uh, the powerlifting community said, hey, like fucking... You know, yeah, not everything that you read or listen to or watch online is bad, you know, but make sure you do your research. And, um, yeah, you know, it's just something that comes with time. Uh, changes don't happen overnight. And uh, as long as you have a solid plan, you're going to accomplish your goals. And uh, your heart's a muscle. So don't forget to do cardio. I see a lot of people out there complaining about cardio oh, cardio is cardio or fucking this bullshit or that bullshit like your fucking heart's a muscle um if you're not good at cardio then 
how are you going to lift a fucking shit ton of weight? You're going to fucking tire out. Like when you're, when you're lifting, like when you're doing a max lift, just think about it for a second. Like when you're doing a max fucking lift, your heart is fucking pumping so much fucking blood to your fucking muscles. Cause you're like, you're going to fail. Like your heart is you're in fight mode. Your, your whole body is in fight mode. There's fight or flight. You're in fight. It's giving it everything. And like a truly max lift, like you're gonna be fucked up for like a few days afterwards. You're, it doesn't feel like if if you feel fucked up, I'm not I'm not lying. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, and cardio is important. If you can't, you can get as heavy and as big as you want. You can sit there and lift tractor tires and roll them down a hill every single day. But when something happens, are you gonna be able to move that weight? Are you gonna be able to take off on a run and not wear out? two blocks down and be huffing and puffing because the fact is, is you can lift anything, but if you can't move the weight that you've put on, you have achieved very little outside of that physical ability to lift and look great. You have to be able to move that to be able to continue to lift. You're right. Your heart goes into, I mean, everything, your heart is pounding. You can feel every part of your body pushing for that moment and if you haven't worked on all the muscles, something's going to be weak and it will keep you from meeting that max because every ounce of it has to go in. And your heart being weak is a dangerous muscle to have not be ready for something like that. Yeah. That is correct, Amundo. So um, and, uh, I think a really great way to do cardio is to get on the stair machine, you know, and just nice and easy for like, I don't know. At least fucking 20, 30 minutes. I was going to say, at least a half hour. At least, yeah, you know, at least nice and easy. For, you get off that, you'll be miserable. Be, or like um, some some other really easy cardio is um, get like, uh, not a medicine ball. What are those fucking things called? They're like medicine. They're super fucking, they're like dead weight. It's like throwing dead weight. And you fucking get um, one of those things and like you... Uh, you do burpees, but like you fucking like, oh, my fucking coach taught me these. These fucking suck. You fucking stand like, like Sterling, like straight fucking up. You fucking hold the ball up. You're going to slam that fucking thing down at your feet as hard as you fucking can. And then you do a burpee, like, you know, chest to ball. And then you do that like after your fucking, your lift. It sucks. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking terrible. I hate it, but I do it because it's fucking great. <laughs> I yeah no that's exactly how it works when you're lifting and trying to build those muscles like honestly some of the days I liked the days where I was just lifting like I'd go out and do one of the main three those were the best days it's the days in between that I was building the muscles the core groups to try to make those lifts better that I hated more because it was like this entire day has been nothing but burn because you're trying to build those other ones you have to focus on that group and then they're screaming and you're pushing as hard as you can because you're not trying to do a max lift. You're just trying to break and tear those muscles enough to be ready for your max lift. Those days are worse, way worse than a day of just straight lifting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, we're starting to get into the territory of like how you should design your fucking workout plan. And I'm not a fucking trainer, so I'm not going to dabble into that. Um, Maybe someday if I get certified, I'll be able to talk about stuff like that. But I have a lot to learn. So I'm not going to dabble like I'm some sort of big shot teacher because I'm not. I'm a fucking little guy. 
We're right. all still learning and everybody has bad habits that they have to break. And until you have done it and certified and spent the years with that, and even then you're not going to know everything. Yeah. You got to play around with your own stuff, ask for help and never listen to two boobs sitting on a podcast saying, this is what I do. And I take that as the word of all exercise. gods. <laughs> yeah. Boob one and boob two right here. <laughs> this is what I like to do. That's great. I support you, but don't, you don't have to match what we're doing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, I certainly hope to inspire people. You know, I'm not the only source of information though. So, you know, get out there and learn and uh, make your own decisions, but make sure they're thorough and don't just go out there and fucking slam a bunch of gear and then, you know, destroy your body, you know, at least put some fucking thought into it. Jesus Christ. You want to be a, you want to be a Ferrari with an engine, not a Ferrari without an engine friends. Okay. So on that note, I think we better close up shop here. Um, drink your fucking water, train every day, um, and build some nice communities and enjoy those lasting relationships. So, to everybody out there who checked in, thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you next week. We get together here on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Anti Politics Podcast. Alan will be back next week with us. Um, Rachel, who we got on next week? Next week, we have uh, Jeff Pulse. He is yes. a certified trainer in different all kinds of different fields when it comes to firearms training. He builds his own gear and equipment. He'll be a lot of fun to come on and discuss all that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty excited to have Jeff on next week. That'll be super fun. Considering like the most that I've done is like stripped down to my fucking underwear with run around with my rifle. Yeah, he's he's pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> he does a lot of cool stuff. I watch him, and it's it's. I feel kind of out of place. So it'll be fun to get to talk. And I mean, we haven't done a solid firearms training episode, and that's pretty right, much exactly. what he does. Yeah, we'll so it'll expert. be nice. Yeah, I'm gonna tell yeah, him no. that. Well, expert, we won't, we won't be. be <laughs> we won't be larping then. We won't be fucking fucking around at night in the house. We're gonna be fucking talking to somebody who fucking knows what the fuck they're talking about. And uh, in the future, we'll have more people on like that. Um, I'm actually going to be taking some classes coming up here in the next couple of months. So I'm excited to share what I learned there. Um, stay tuned. So next week, 6 p.m. Eastern time, tune in. Um, Rachel, any parting words of wisdom? Build your community, be kind to each other, and just for Alan, we loves you. <laughs> we love you. Bye. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs>